Bad Sandwich by Dan Thompson and Jim Eaton. Episode 5, Fanning the Flames. Good evening, I'm Jed Codstemper. It's just after 1am on Sunday the 2nd of September 1666 and time for this week's edition of Spend Time with Spencer, our totally unabridged performance of Edmund Spencer's poem, The Fairy Queen. Tonight marks our 2174th edition, and we rejoin the story in Book 1, Canto 2. <clears throat> the guileful great enchanter parts, the red cross knight from truth, into whose stead fair falsehood steps and works him woeful ruth. By this. Shut the- up, Jed! We've got something breaking here that'll blow the balls off that fairy queen. I'm talking literal breaking and literal balls. Good evening, I'm Jonathan Sexby, and this is the news. Top story tonight You're fired! Oh no! How am I gonna feed my kids? Not you, Terry. London. Reports are coming in of a fire that is currently ripping its way through our city. Homes have been destroyed, businesses gutted, and the king ruffled. Some reports insist that the blaze is moving with the speed of a flaming dragon, others that it creeps like a turd. Eleanor Popdoodle is on the scene. Eleanor. Thanks, Jonathan. Yes, I'm here on the streets of London, and it's safe to say that yes, there is a fire. Whether it will be as serious as the so-called Good Fire of London from 30 years ago, or indeed as the somewhat disappointing Fire of London from 1212, it's really too early to speculate. I see. And where is the fire right now? Difficult to say, but we think it's somewhere to the south. The wind is currently blowing away from us, and it's all quiet, but we're expecting it to change at any moment, which will place us right in the heart of the action. Is there a general sense of panic? No, everyone's pretty much still asleep, but we expect that to change any moment. Thanks, Eleanor. We'll check back with you soon. Welcome back. Today's top story, we're letting you go. Wrong again, Terry. We're letting you go right to the heart of this calamity with our round-the-clock coverage. It's day two of what experts are now calling the actually fairly serious fire of London, and so far, there's no end in sight. Criticism is being levelled at the speed of the official response, in particular at the Lord Mayor, Sir Thomas Bloodworth. Well, he joins me now. Sir Thomas, you famously said of the fire, it was so small that a woman could piss it out. Well, I wouldn't say famously. Well, you're the Lord Mayor of London, London is burning down, and you said that it could have been stopped with a tinkle. Do you see any way that that remark doesn't come to define you in the eyes of history? Fair point. Now, your administration has been accused of not doing enough to prevent the spread of the fire. What do you say to that? Well, I'm sorry that people feel that way, but I can assure you we are doing absolutely everything we can to contain this dangerous situation. Like what exactly? We are pulling down houses to create fire breaks. How many have you pulled down? Uh, None so far, but we're working on it. What's the problem you're having? Well, it turns out that most people don't want their houses to be pulled down. And how are you approaching it? We knock on the door and ask if they'd like their house pulled down. And then? They say no. I understand you met with the king this morning. What did he tell you? That I needed to go back to these people and be a lot more persuasive that I'm the Lord Mayor and people should bloody well jump when I tell them to. And what did you say to the homeowners after that? Can we please pull your house down? And then? They said no. Sir Thomas Bloodworth, thank you. Now let's get back to our round-the-clock reporter, Eleanor Popdoodle. Eleanor, any developments? Not yet, no. 
Nothing at all? The wind is still blowing away from us, but we expect that to change very soon. Any insight into what the fire is currently doing? Probably burning something somewhere, presumably, but that's pure speculation at this juncture. Thanks, Eleanor. Now to add some colour to this story, let's turn to our resident quill blogger, Samuel Peeps, with The Peeps Show. By this time, it was about 12 o'clock, and so home, and there find my guests, which was Mr Wood and his wife Barbary Sheldon, and also Mr Moons. She, mighty fine, and her husband, for aught I see, a likely man. But Mr Moon's design and mine, which was to look over my closet and please him with the sight thereof, which he had long desired, was wholly disappointed, for we were in great trouble and disturbance at this fire, not knowing what to think of it. However, we had an extraordinary good dinner, and as merry as at this time we could be. Interesting insight, Samuel. Can you tell us about what the King is doing in all of this? Not really, I'm afraid. My writings are almost entirely esoteric and rambling in nature, which is why academics find them so charming. Samuel, go away. Welcome back to day three of the bloody massive fire of London. We've got more coverage coming up in a moment, but first here's Simon with the sport. Simon? All sport is on fire. Back to you, Jonathan. Thanks, Simon. Well, it's now become clear that the fire originated in a bakery on Pudding Lane, which has led some to ask the question, does Britain have a baker problem? Joining me now is Sir Frankincense and Myrrh, the leader of the worshipful company of claiming to be the voices of silent majority. Sir Frankincense, you've been accused of using this fire to stir up bakerphobic sentiments. Now listen here, there's nothing bakerphobic about being worried about what is clearly an issue in this country. The fact is that these people are here in our country. Uh, We don't know what they're doing. Presumably baking bread. That's not the whole of it. You're talking about scones. These people... Pan au chocolat. If you'll let me finish. These people... The issue is that they refuse to integrate. They keep to their own. They only bake bread. They never engage with the rest of society by making, say, shoes or tennis rackets. And why is that? Because they're bakers. It's because many of them, and I'm not saying all, many of them possess a deep-rooted hatred for this country and its values. So, what is it that you're calling for here? We call upon all moderate bakers to publicly condemn this fire and do more to root out fires within their own community instead of sheltering them in their... uh, Ovens. Their insular communities. What specifically is it that you're worried the bakers are trying to do? My concern is that they're going to try to establish a gluten-based caliphate ruled by baker law. And how many things will that affect? Dozens. Sir Frankincense and Myrrh, thank you. Now let's go back to our frontline reporter, Eleanor Popdoodle, who should be right in the midst of the fire by now. Eleanor? Good news, Jonathan. The fire has finally changed direction and is coming directly towards us. We should be able to bring you up to the moment reporting from the heart of the fire in just a few moments. It's been a long wait, but the insight that we should gain into the motivations and impact of the blaze should be absolutely worth it. Just stay with us for a couple of moments longer and we'll... Oh, cock, it's hung a left. What's the problem, Eleanor? Well, the fire is turned down a side street shortly before meeting us and is now once again moving in the opposite direction. I'll try to confirm why we think that is and yes, I can confirm that it's because it thought it saw a dog. So still nothing happening where you are? That's correct. Any observations at all? I'm quite hungry. Eleanor, oh. (sighs) Right. Right, we've just got time to check back in with Samuel Peeps. Samuel, have you found anything other than banal trivia? I buried a cheese. Jesus Christ, Samuel. Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome back. 
our top story at 11 o'clock. Terry, get out of here. You don't work here anymore and we hate you. Oh, but I've just booked me holiday. Stop interrupting. That's just one of the many things shouted by workers at the London Bridge Rough Dispensary after 25-year-old Terence Scuttlebuffin attempted to rescue them from the flames. It is yet unclear why they hated him so much, but experts believe it was probably because of his stupid face. Meanwhile, the fire continues to rage across the city and there appears to be no stopping it. This really could be the very end of civilization as we know it. Let's have some of your thoughts. Mr. Bat Slinklythe writes, this fire was 100% absolutely started by the French, or could be the Dutch or some other Catholics. Maybe the Pope did it. Has anyone seen him lately? Thank you for that. All good points, except the Dutch aren't Catholic and you're mad. Mrs. Toothy Bramley Crucible writes, I just killed somebody because she was carrying fireballs in her apron. Although on reflection, I think they might have been tennis balls or possibly chickens. Is that still murder? And finally, Jethro Arthroscopic Boone writes, Ah! Probably didn't need to write that down, Jethro, but thanks. Now, the fire has certainly divided opinion in London. That is to say, it hasn't, but we're going to pretend it has because news. Joining me here is anti-fire campaigner Tomato Bosworth, and for the sake of balance, we also have Mrs. Usable Badlington Smythe, who basically thinks fires are brilliant. Now, Tomato, what are your arguments against the fire? Well, firstly, it's a fire. Oh, uh, here we go. Secondly, it's consumed over half of London and it threatens to engulf the remaining 48%. That's what fires do, Tomato. It's simply what they do. She has a point. It is what fires do. What do you say to that? I'm advocating that I don't want the place we live in to burn down. I don't see the how that's in any way a controversial stance. I mean, our city is literally ablaze. But is it? What? Just trying to be balanced. What if it actually wasn't ablaze? But it is! Oh, God, you're such a flamona. What? What does that even mean? Well, let's come to you, Mrs. Usable Badlington Smythe. You founded the pressure group We Doth Not Need No Water in reaction to the fire. What's your stance on this? Well, look, we can complain about it all we like, but the fact is that this fire is happening. And what we really need now is for people to stop talking it down, accept the result, and work with us to make the fire a success. What are you talking about? You sound insane. We need to be embracing the opportunities for change that this fire offers. It's important to remember that this is the Great Fire of London. Not the Great Fire of Paris, not the Great Fire of Dutchville. Amsterdam. None of Europe's cities have a Great Fire. London does. That is because we are exceptional. And I don't think it does anyone any good to talk down Britain like this. What kind of outcome do you think is realistic here? We think we're going to get exactly the same city that we had before the fire, except it will be better, and it won't cost anything, and everyone will get a lolly. But that's clearly never going to happen. Well, not if you keep sabotaging it. Get a grip and move on. If we could just get some buckets of water or something. Fire means fire. Mrs. Usable Badlington Smythe, Tomato Bosworth, thank you. Now, before we go, I just want to bring you a quick update from Eleanor Popdoodle. Exciting news, Jonathan. I am currently being killed by a fire. Good to hear the waiting paid off. Oh, 
However, unfortunately, it's a fire that is entirely unrelated to the Great Fire itself. How can you be sure? I'm in Leeds. Ah! And there's just about time for a roundup of the other major stories. First up, Terry, it's your birthday and we bought you a cake. Hooray! Is something that I would be saying if we liked or valued you, Terry. Now clear out your desk and piss off like a woman should have done on this blaze. Good night. Fanning the Flames was written and recorded by Dan Thompson and Jim Eaton. It starred Gareth Cooper as Jonathan Sexby, Nicola Sangster as Eleanor Popdoodle, Jim Eaton as Samuel Pepys, and Dan Thompson as Tomato Bosworth. All other voices were provided by the cast. The music was by John Sale and BenSounds.com. This has been a Bad Sandwich production for Cheese Barriers Everywhere.